You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's GCB After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's GCB After Show. Good evening, GCB fans. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I'm Candon Bliss here with my co-host, Mr. Jason Gallagher. Howdy, howdy. Woohoo! So we have an interesting show for you guys tonight. GCB, we're in episode four. It is moving right along. Is and I'm loving it still. I don't think they've backtracked at all. I think they're doing great. I'm loving it. I think it's like a total escape for me, and it's just funny. I laugh. I mean, they're just such characters, Mm -hmm. and yet somehow they're human. Exactly, (laughs) and I love that these are, even though we're used to this ABC sort of uh, primetime soap opera Mm -hmm. thing, like with Desperate Housewives and other shows, Pan Am and blah blah, um, I just feel like these characters on GCB are ones we haven't seen before, which I'm really happy about. I don't feel like, oh, this same old, same old storyline, blah blah. Right, and it's, it's such a a unique storyline but it's sort of it's sort of like Desperate Housewives in a way but it's completely different in other ways too exactly and that's what makes it so fun and new and different and why we've never seen them before it's like we've seen characters like them Mm -hmm. But we've never seen these characters before. Exactly. And I love getting to know them. I think we're we're slowly but surely learning a lot mm-hmm. about each and every character. And every week, it's it's like those um those cinnamon sugar biscuits. You know what I mean? Those little <laughs> flaky biscuits. It's like we're we're popping a can of biscuits and uh, you know peeling off layer by layer. <laughs> I love that analogy, right? There. Also, am I making you hungry yet? You are. I now I want some homemade biscuits. I also think it's funny, just in a little side tangent, mm-hmm. to say popping a can of biscuits. A can of biscuits? Doesn't that sound so just processed Weird. and nasty? <laughs> but popping biscuits a... should not come from a No, can. they shouldn't. They should come from your mama's bowl. <laughs> <laughs> If we're gonna that's go, right. if we're gonna go all southern, that's Californians eat their can, their biscuits in a can. That's right. We don't eat them like that in the south. That's right. <laughs> they don't eat them like that on GCB. <laughs> <laughs> Although we haven't seen any biscuits, I'm we confused. We've seen a lot of fried food. A lot of fried food. But a lot of good southern cooking. Uh, yeah, I guess. What, what was he saying? Uh, what was Zach saying that Sharon was gonna cook for him? Some something I'd never heard before. She must have her own southern style remember. of cooking. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird stuff. But she's a she's like obsessed with food, so I'm sure she's found yeah. every nook and cranny of food. Exactly. <laughs> but so let's talk about the title of this week's episode. I, th- I feel like every week the title has been really telling. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the other than the pilot, uh, which was obviously called the pilot, um, we've <laughs> we've had some very interesting titles. I know last week was Love Is Patient. Yep. And we were saying, well, why isn't it love is kind? And then you watch the episode and you're like, oh, Oh. because it's not kind. These 
GCBs aren't so kind. They are not. And this week, our title is Wolves, Wolves in Sheep's Clothing. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was, cause was, it, um, was it written on the board? Yes. I feel like, okay, so every week, that must be the theme. Yeah. We're, we're figuring out, we're only in episode four, so it's like you don't really know what to pick out as a theme or, yeah. you know, whatever, a motif yet in the in the show. But we see every week now that the title of the episode is on the church yeah. bullet, or the church, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Baltimore. Sign, I think actually bulletin. this time I, I was going to call it, it the church bulletin. Yeah, that's pretty much worked. I think this time it was on a pamphlet, but it was some sort of church material. It's a beware a wolf, beware wolves in sheep's, sheep's clothing. clothing. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. And at first I was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. But then you saw immediately the characters talking about, well, we need to be nice to, her, to Amanda because we need something from her. Yeah. And I, extra sweet. Ex- extra sweet in order to get a little something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amanda comes to church in her slacks, which that's like the funniest thing I've ever heard that you can't wear slacks to church. I know. She still looked great. Well, She's got great legs. Maybe that's the problem. Is that she could be. Too, her booty looked too good. They were really emphasizing that booty this episode. That's true. But all the other women wear these skin-tight dresses that emphasize all their curves. Exactly. And they show cleavage for days. Oh, girl. Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth has her boobies just like I know. all up I mean, there. The girl gave great cleave. I will oh, give yeah. that to her. It looks Which amazing. She, she had a quote one time where like, my, I have a fine Christian husband who likes his uh, boobs where he can see them or yep. my boobs where he can see them or something Right. Like exactly. Like, okay. It's like they can justify their boobs. Boobies, but they yeah. can't justify their booties. No, I don't understand no. that. But her her booty looked nice walking looked into that church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then immediately, she, I guess because she had the courage to wear the pants, she was scooped up uh, by um, Blake mm-hmm. for his jean line. Yeah. Westward Ho. What? A, oh, that's a horrific name. I loved it's, it. You it was know hilarious. That. And the prototypes of the of the jeans that he was showing Amanda, the pictures, with just those huge, disgusting, Ed Hardy-esque embroidery on the butt and everything. I vomited. It looked so (laughs) horrible. That's what I think every time I see Ed Hardy, first of all. And then to see on these jeans... Just uh, oh god! Reminded me of just... like a red monkey hat or something. Yeah. Like with tons of bright yellow and red. It's almost like a just... big embroidered tattoo. Yeah, just tacky. on your rear. Tacky, <laughs> it's like tacky, a tramp tacky. stamp, a little too low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't really stray too far from the tramp stamp. No, they did uh, not. Idea. Yeah, they certainly did. I loved that when um, when they needed models, Amanda called the boobylicious girls. Yep. Yeah, they got booby and booty. <laughs> booby and booty. Yeah. I loved that. That was like the perfect use of her job. <laughs> My favorite thing about her calling in her coworkers was that the first coworker she called, I wrote this down because it made me laugh out loud, was Topaz. Topaz. was the name <laughs> of one of them. She opens up her phone, Topaz. She must have had a ghetto booty. Grab some of the B-girls. <laughs> it was just so, that name was so funny to me, along with when, um, when Carlene brings over her manicurist named Chardonnay. I thought the names were just perfect this week <laughs> for these minor awesome. characters. She's like, oh, I love how uh, everyone forgets that I don't drink anymore. Oh, yeah. honey, it's just my manicurist. Yeah. Like, and she's what? like, I do never forget that you're an alcoholic, which I loved. <laughs> just, she has to make those little jabs to her. I, I thought that this was a great episode for Amanda because we saw her kind of come full circle on a few things you know she got sucked into this oh everybody is being nice to me i mean she obviously got a job with blake and cricket Mm -hmm. and she was like wow cricket's on my side really and and for the viewers too we all thought like what is going on exactly 
because she was Cricket was being so nice to Amanda. Maybe not nice, but it was more like, okay, you know what you're doing. That's yeah. fine. I'll let you do something with my business. I mean, it was kind of like a, a totally different side of their relationship than we'd ever seen. Exactly. And that's what made me that she wasn't too overly sweet, that she... She always had those initial, like, cricket reaction where she kind of had the scowl on her face, and then she switched it to a smile and be yeah. like, that's a great idea. Yes, let's keep yeah. Amanda on board. And that instantly, to me, was just chiming the bell that she was supposed to be one of these wolves in sheep's clothing. Oh, really? Because, like we talked about last week, she's the smartest of them all. Yeah. Cricket definitely knows what game she's playing, and she, yeah. knows, all, she knows five moves ahead. Yep. Um, so when she was being not overly, not too obviously accepting... I knew when she hadn't ever been accepting before, but now she was just subtly getting letting Amanda into her good but graces. see, that made me up. not suspicious. Really? Yeah, it was weird because, I mean, I was totally caught off guard with the cell phone call. Like, I knew it was somebody. Me too. That, I didn't see that coming. I knew it was somebody. Yeah. I will say that. I knew it was somebody in the circle. I mm-hmm. thought it was Carlene because of the blog thing because yeah, she's too. all into her Christian blog. Mm-hmm. But I was really surprised with Cricket because I think if she'd been overly sweet, that would have made me suspicious. Yeah. Because that would have been like, oh, that's not her. Like, she is totally faking it. But because she was being nice to Blake and, like, they still had their little relationship going and mm-hmm. she let him do his thing and let Amanda work, I mean, I I was just not suspicious at all. So yeah. I was really surprised and kind of bummed out that, like, somebody didn't actually follow through with being nice to Amanda. I know. I know. I loved when, when that whole story storyline played out that we realized um, that really the the reason that Cricket was sort of playing this game was because she didn't want to lose her best friend that she sees in Blake. It's not, it really wasn't anything to do with Amanda at all other than the fact that Blake was giving her attention. And she just has this, as Gigi said, this such a huge friendship, a best friendship with this man. And that's why they have their quote unquote white marriage that she called it. Yeah. Um, Sleeping with their boots on opposite sides of the bed. Yeah, why was why was that called a white marriage? I didn't get the I didn't get the analogy the of why it white. was white. Yeah, I, I understood that like that's the kind of marriage where your boots are on separate sides of the bed. I get that, but what is a yeah. white marriage? The only thing I could gl- glean from that was that maybe it's supposed to be that it's still clean and mm-hmm. I guess virginal and uh, white's the color of that. That they don't do anything sexual with each other, so it's right. still white, um, which is also just gross. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's what I thought. And I just, I also, I just got these great feelings that made me like Cricket even more. That really? the motivation for her being slightly sneaky wasn't that awful because she let Amanda be consultant for this company that right. is making millions of dollars. Right. And um, and it wasn't like she was hurt. I mean, she really wasn't hurting anybody else but her, but her own company. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. She was just going to throw... She was just going to throw uh, $25 million down the tube to make sure that Blake stayed with her. Right. And, um, but I think and Amanda just did such a big thing and a great thing that she stepped down when she saw that. And I think that... I was sad at that moment, though, because it's like really the one time that she gets something positive, something for her. Yeah. I mean, the one time that she's kind of happy. Mm-hmm. It's ruined. And, yeah. I mean, she has to be the bigger person. And that's... I mean, I, I kind of... I'm I'm wanting as a, as sorry as a viewer I'm wanting someone to give her a little break. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. mean like I want to see her really succeed and really be happy and not be 
com- constantly like beaten for her sins, you know, right. <laughs> or whatever. Totally. I mean, because everybody does things that are wrong and mean and hurtful to people, and right. I feel like she's she's kind of a. I mean, she's apologized a lot, and I know it. It, it does. It takes a long time sometimes for people to forgive you, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm wanting to see a little bit of a redeeming quality to some of these people. Right. I will say we're it's kind of transitioning into the Carlene and Rip as wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised with Carlene at the end of the episode yeah. by returning the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Rip really wants to know if if her husband, if Bill Vaughn's still alive. Yeah. And he's kind of willing to do anything to find out where his money is. And yeah. I, I mean, I kind of get that, but I like that Carlene actually did something um, that was right in line with mm-hmm. what she's saying. Exactly. Because she was saying, like, we don't steal, blah, blah, blah. And she, she actually didn't. I mean, she did, sort of, but then she took it back. So that was a step up for her. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I liked that. That, like, made me smile. <laughs> I liked it, too. And I also liked that she took Amanda at her word. When Amanda mm-hmm. said, I saw the open casket, and there was that funny moment where Carlene's like, well, how did he look? Did he look like himself? Kind of thing. That was and, so bizarre. I was yeah. like, why would you ask that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just I guess just to make sure that it was Bill that was actually dead. But I, and she's like, but it's so. To me, I was kind of thrown off at first. I thought, well, Amanda could easily be lying. We know she's not. But why is Carlene just taking it, um, for as as she says it is? And uh, that to me just it endeared me to Carlene that she yeah. just kind of is just inherently trusting, which I liked. And the only reason she didn't trust Amanda in the first place was just from her awful past in high school. But it seems like she's. Slowly but surely, letting her, letting Amanda redeem herself for being that awful high school. Yeah, I mean, witch. it was a weird, it, it was a, it was a good but weird conversation between Carlene and Amanda yeah. over the sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please tell me, please tell me what she called it when she walked in on her son. What did she say? Oh gosh, I cannot remember. Wetting the tool or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> And it was to Amanda's picture. I was like, oh, no, this is just like one big, terrible, awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, it happens. I know. Teenage boys do that kind of thing. But that's what Amanda said, basically. was like, yeah. and, and that was kind of a heart-wrenching moment when she's like, I would, have hand, I would just hand it over to my husband, but yeah. I, you know, I can't do that. And yeah. that was the minute I think Carlene was like, oh, wow, you really are like going through yeah, something. You're all alone. You're all alone. You don't really have any support. Like, you really are a strong person for, for being able to do this on your own. Right. And so I think she finally... Carlene finally sees some humanity in Amanda and sees that she's struggling and that she's not just this awful human who's trying to sabotage people anymore. Yeah, with a great butt. <laughs> Carlene doesn't like that part. I don't That's think. right. That's right. I think she still does not like that part. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think I don't know what's going to happen with Rip. I mean, he he still seems. Oh, oh my gosh! I forgot almost. This, the quotes are just amazing. Like when I remember these quotes, it's just I love them. Um, I love when Rip uh, is saying that, like, I'm the husband. You know, the, their, yeah. their whole thing about him being the husband and she being the dutiful wife. Yeah. That's kind of a theme between them. Like, they're very independent. But when there comes to be a controversy, he pulls out that biblical yeah. verse to try to control her. Yeah, which is and awful. Oh. It's awful. And, you know, it's it's not unheard of. Right. Oh, for I sure. I mean, I... I had a, have had personal experience with people trying to manipulate me with the Bible because I'm a Christian and because they know that it's important to me mm-hmm. and they just want to control me and manipulate me. And um, I, I was kind of 
taken back that he would do that. But again, that's what they're trying to show in, right. in this episode. But I love that she's like, honey, there is one man's word who comes before yours. Yep. <laughs> and she stood up on the table. <laughs> I was just like, you go, girl. That's get right. it. It was like the one, this whole episode, the one time, like, no, Carlene's not perfect in this episode, but certainly she was not as hypocritical. Absolutely. And I was like, wow, good for you. Like, yeah. You get it. Yeah. She was very, she was a lot less Regina George. In my mind, that she, because she seems to be sort of the ringleader, mm-hmm. even though I, like we uh, were talking about last week, uh, they're doing a really good job at sort of rounding out every character and giving them equal time. Yeah. But still, Carlene always has that sort of feeling of the ringleader. Um, and she didn't really have that this episode, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot. She's becoming a little more subtle. Well, I don't know if you can call Carlene subtle, but yeah. <laughs> but she is becoming a little more subtle in, yeah. in her outlandish behavior. Yeah. Um, I don't know how she waddled down those stairs with that laptop between her legs <laughs> either, know. because that was insane. I have uh, no idea. That's skill like, right there, and in heels. Oh she yeah, in heels. but and you could. See, but why did she walk into her own house with it under her under her dress? That's what I didn't understand. Like when she caught her son. In her house, yeah, it was still in between her legs. I'm like, honey, you're in your own house. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe. she's just all about theatricality, I guess. I guess, but I mean, that's where that's where she was born. Kristen yeah. Chenoweth was born on theater, yeah. on stage. That's so. right. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, friendship themes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw like there's always a moral lesson, whether or not you see it. You know, as an audience, I feel like you really have to be paying attention mm-hmm. to to really see the moral value in the series because right. it's funny, it's you know crazy. You're just laughing and you're just seeing it for like the exaggerated humor that it is. Mm-hmm. But there really is an underlying message yeah. in every single episode. And I think I think we'll continue to see that. And, and this week I felt like it was a lot about friendship too. Mm-hmm. We had Gigi have the return of an old friend. Yeah. And obviously we have the cricket ish and Blake friendship issue. Yeah. And I mean the I don't know where this Uncle Burl came from, but it's Carlene's uncle. Yep. Like where did he come from? He well, you know, he was been on his yacht distributing Bibles to third world countries that was so as many random. as he can, just because he's this rich, rich, rich Christian. And I love that the daughter said, "So he's a missionary," and she's like, mm, "Well, not exactly." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved it, but Uncle Burl. It seems to me that Gigi and Uncle Burl definitely had more of a romance, even than not just not just a friendship. But you think it was because th- they didn't really say. Yeah, I would. I would bet my bottom dollar. Yeah. Uh, that it is for sure a romance and that somehow their uh, respective marriages got in the way yeah. of them actually being able to get together. With- I was wondering about that. Like maybe they were together before they got married yeah. or something and it just it wasn't like the practical thing to right. do or, or like, met while they were married or something or something or yeah. it wasn't or maybe it's a family name thing you know how it's like well you can't marry that family or you yeah. you can't marry him because he's not of this status or whatever i mean that's right in the old money world in the south they all are they're kind of like that for sure they run in the circles like yeah. we have like the mardi gras ball and you know the king and queen of mardi gras and like that those all those types of families the debutante families like there's only there's certain rules Absolutely. Expectations and Gigi, I can imagine, got her um, levels of expectation from her family. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I did love the quote from uh, from Gigi. Oh, maybe we should wait on that one. Yo, it's up to you. 
Oh, there's just so many funny quotes. But this one, this one was funny. But she was talking um, to Uncle Burl, and he was like, "Honey, don't cry." Like, I, you know, because he was telling her about his heart issue. Right. And this is the second time that I feel like she's made a comment about I don't cry. Because mm-hmm. when she was talking to Amanda, it, it was something about crying, and she's like, "I don't cry," or you know, I. I been through too much to cry is what she said this time. Yeah, and she was naming off, you know, like my husband's death, and maybe I don't. Maybe she said something about Amanda running off to California or something, and then you know, a Democratic administration. <laughs> I was like, I love you, I love you, I love you. It was so fun. I just think Gigi's fabulous, and also as a registered Republican, I know I'm a rare breed being a yep. good Republican. Good for you, Amen. That, Praise Jesus. That just made me laugh so much. It made me laugh so much. I love all these quotes. Uh, the, it's it's so funny because you can definitely like they don't hide anything really i mean you do have to figure it out but every, but you're, you're kind of bombarded with these types of things yeah like when uh kristen chenoweth's character when she screamed something about obama mm-hmm. i don't know she was it was not a, it was not a very it was not a positive obama yeah <laughs> it was a very like she's probably talking about obama yeah <laughs> and it's so funny because so many just media outlets in general mm-hmm. don't have that more conservative right. viewpoint? No, they don't. In, in politics, so it's funny to ha- it's funny to have it. Um, I mean, it's pretty much poking fun at them, yeah. but it's still it's still funny to have this that that's their way of life, and you can tell that they genuinely. But people like that exist. I mean, there yeah. is a lot of people who. I mean, you know, not everybody is a Democrat, and yeah. you know, not everybody is a Republican, but there are a lot of people. I mean, in this country, who yeah. are. Republicans, yeah. <laughs> so it's not unheard of to have that point of view heard, and I'm glad that it finally is, especially in TV and in the media. Um, I mean, and I know a lot of people in this industry get like really defensive when you talk about that because mm-hmm. they they don't want to be viewed as one sided or whatever. But it, I think in a lot of ways, the 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 media and this industry, Hollywood, it, it's very biased sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and yes, coming from a Republican, whatever, it, you know, they'll they'll tell me I'm biased, but whatever. <laughs> it's like a vicious cycle. <laughs> it totally is. It's like the epic battle between Team Edward and Team Jacob. You oh, know what? No. You're, I, you're just so I'm not on a one side. I'm not a Twilight fan. <laughs> I hope that's what you're talking about too. Yeah, absolutely, okay. Twilight. You nailed it. Okay, I heard Edward. I've heard that one before, but He's not a, the, not I a mean, Twilight fan. If we're if we're trying to decide it's team edward anyway okay anyway <laughs> I, anyway what about bitsy i where the heck did she come from yeah she just seems like the bitchiest of the gcds oh, yeah. you know she's like worse than any of them yeah she seemed completely awful and i think there's we need to know more and i think we will know more about the burl bitsy and but we uh, won't GD know much more about yeah, bitsy. we won't know about bitsy but <laughs> Since she up and choked, girl choked, on a rib. girl choked on a rib. Um, <laughs> but I just, I'm really curious to know what their background story is, because I think Uncle Burl seems just like a really good, sweet-hearted man. Gigi clearly has feelings for him, and vice versa, him for yeah. uh, Gigi. And uh, just to get to know what his story is all about, there's just something so yeah. endearing about an old man in a cowboy hat who just seems like a lover. Yeah, you know. And who's like loves this woman even though like she's old still like you yeah. know like she's not this young fox that exactly. he used to know but he just loves her loves her loves her and yeah you can tell that when they talk yeah and the hug I mean even and, and he wasn't pushing the limits necessarily like, he wasn't no. being rude he wasn't you know disrespecting his wife or anything not physical he, no 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 he yeah. just loved on her and, and really cared about her and that 
I think she really needed. Mm-hmm. And that was did did she end up crying? I think she she With had the, a... when the pony was there when when Carlene <laughs> brought the pony she, I, when she was outside yeah I feel like she did start to kind of cry and he's like come on and what did I tell you about crying exactly had that a was just a sweet that was just a sweet moment yeah because she's been alone so long yeah that I think now maybe because he's there it, it's almost like when your parents are around you are a little bit more you know lax and everything and you just you know that somebody's going to pick up your slack and exactly. somebody's going to be there for you and yeah. it's kind of like having a significant other you know you can be vulnerable around them and you know that you don't have to necessarily be strong all the time right and i think her, you know Gigi being the head of the family kind of mm-hmm. she's had to just be this rock absolutely she's always got to be on it you know and for the first time we've seen her become vulnerable so yeah. maybe Gigi will change a little bit i don't know yeah i really hope now that bitsy's bit the dust that we'll get that was a, awesome it was so funny but i <laughs> hope we get a little bit of more of a romance between uncle burl yeah. and Gigi. Oh. i like uncle burl so much that it's going to be a requirement that when my husband gets older whenever i'm married someday he's going to have to wear a cowboy hat and he's going to have to talk to me in a slight southern accent and is he going to have to wear that like purple and black shirt with yes. the roses and the bandana and a nice yeah nice paisley bandana <laughs> it's I'm all for Uncle Burl. I like him. It's I so have a funny new that he vision and, of my life. It's bizarre <laughs> that he and Carlene came from the same line. I know. Really weird. Yeah. What, what do you think their relationship is like, Uncle Burl and Carlene? Because we, we, we just saw a blip. Like, I mean, I feel like the episode needs to be longer. I'm like, I don't want to wait another week to find all this out. Like, exactly. I think Carlene... I think she's she slightly uses him for his assets, uh, especially with wanting to get his 500... Um, acre plot for her little condo development and everything she doesn't really seem to be that seemed to be the first thing she said to him was uh i want to buy your land and it wasn't really like a, oh how are you we've missed you how was the yacht where'd you go what'd you see it no was, wait did did she approach him about it i think he mentioned something yeah that was, he was said he was ready to sell it yeah but she really didn't even seem to have any sort of like Oh, we've missed you so much, kind of thing. And she's normally like so all about heirs, but with it seemed with him that she was just focused all about money. Yeah. Well, yeah. she was also focused on her Christian condos yeah. for women. Or exactly. Condos for Christian women, which yeah. is a whole story in itself. Yeah. <laughs> like, does she not know how many laws that would be breaking? I loved it, and it got me to think that <laughs> I didn't quite. I understand the premise, yeah. but I also think though in our country we get so, I guess, just narrow-minded in certain yeah. things because we allow like Christian universities right. or Jewish universities or what have you, and we allow all guys schools and all girls schools. And so, why can't you have an all? I think that you should be able to have an all Christian living establishment. I think so too. And I don't. I don't, obviously we're not political science right people necessarily. We don't yeah. know every law. Um, yeah, and I'm in no way religious, so it's not that I like I'm trying to right. advocate for my religion. I just think they should be able to have that. Right. I mean, there are so many different. You know, it's special interest groups in the. Yeah. It's like why is why is Christianity the one that's always targeted as oh you're a racist or you're <laughs> you know because you want to call something Christian means you're bad and you hate everyone else and you're intolerant. I mean that's right. that's a theme. People you know, but everybody yeah. else wants to be able to do whatever they want to do. Right. So I mean I don't know if it's just because again we're we're in America we're more comfortable maybe criticizing it because our country was founded on it, mm-hmm. but everybody else religion we were like kind of on on eggshells about yeah. I, don't, I don't know i can't i don't know what to say about that yeah but it's very frustrating it's very interesting to me 
It actually made me think about the way our countries ran. So good job, GCB. <laughs> you made us think. You made us laugh and think. Good for you. Well, uh, we did see, too, the development of the relationship between Andrew and Heather. Yeah. She got some bling from him. She those diamond did, earrings. Girl. What is that? I loved mean? it. I think, you know, Andrew's so sweet. He is I like sweet. nerds. Um, and but he, we don't see them, like, we haven't seen them, like, go on a date or, like, right. do anything, like, I don't know what they do. Where they? Yeah. Where do they go? <laughs> yeah. And then um, I was really, I was almost taken aback by Heather's comment when she was confronted by Carlene about buying that land for Andrew or getting the sale for Andrew. She didn't buy it for him. Um, when Carlene mentioned her commission and she said, I did get a commission. I got a big commission. Mm-hmm. And I, cu- I couldn't quite tell if that was her kind of showing her cards that she really doesn't have feelings for Andrew. She's just been trying to get this big sale. Hmm. Or if she's just trying to be like, yeah, I did. Get out of my face. You know, and I, I think know. it was the, I think it was the latter. I think yeah. it's more of a get out of my face. But I can but see them writing it. But it's not unheard of right. to think that maybe she's just one of the bunch. But right. I just I hope not. I hope that she's the good one. Yeah, because I think kind of going back to what you were saying before, I think Heather's going to be that friendship yeah. for Amanda because Gigi took her under her under her wing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful because yeah. I don't think Heather would. She seemed like like she wasn't asking him questions just about the land necessarily. It was like, I want you to stay. Yeah, like totally. So she did seem really cute about it. Like you can't go to Alabama or wherever. I it was know. That found what do you think about their party? Dressing up as your favorite Texan. I thought it was cute. It's fun. I mean, like, I didn't know Selena was from Texas. I love it. I thought it was such a great idea. I'm a big fan of themed parties. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I'm sure everyone could tell that. Um, when, when you can just like dress up and make a fool of yourself. And I think that's, that's the kind of theme that is so outrageous. I'm actually going to think about throwing a dress as your favorite Texan party now. Nice. It made me kind of think about... <laughs> and I will go as Mary Kayla. <laughs> it made me think like, who is from Alabama? <laughs> like, no. if, it, if I was going to have a dress as your favorite Alabamian, who would it be? I don't know anyone from Alabama. I don't either, Sorry. except, like, the guys from the band Alabama, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm hoping they're from Alabama. <laughs> if not. If not, that would be really sad. How dare they, yeah. Um, who was your favorite costume? I loved, uh, I loved initially the plan for Sharon and Zach to go as Anna Nicole and yeah. then her 90-year-old That was lover. awesome. Because Zach looked hilarious. He looked awesome. He looked so hilarious. And I thought Cricket uh, made a great... Uh, Bonnie of Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I look so much. So I look so much more like Bonnie. Really? Oh, that's like my favorite. That blonde Bob is oh, so cute. I love it. I so love the cute. whole outfit. Yeah. I like want to steal it. Do it for <laughs> those of you listening steal. right now. Um, Candon is wearing the cutest outfit I've ever seen in my life, and I wish we had our cameras working right now. It I'll is, take. A, we'll take a picture and I'll upload yeah. it to Twitter. It is like head to toe Ralph Lauren equestrian oh, yeah. chic. It looks. Done. I love it. I love it. I look like I should be at a barn. It's, on my, I should be in in my dressage ring. It's very. It, it fits in with the GCB Texas theme, sort of. Sort of. You're not quite cowgirl, but no. but you know your way with a good horse. With a good horse. Yeah, I do. I know how to steer <laughs> them horses. That's right. But you don't have a whip. I, I wish don't. you had a riding whip. I have it back home. Deal. I'll bring it next time. Perfect. <laughs> You like to be whipped? Uh oh, that's a whole other subject. That's a whole. That's here. a whole other special segment that we didn't that's plan right. on for that's tonight. Right. <laughs> Next week on the GCB exactly. after show. Exactly. Oh, we don't want to go there. <laughs> what if we? What, oh, we were leaving out Zach and Sharon. Yeah. They didn't make a big appearance on the show this week. Like they were just kind of in and out, like towards the end. Mm-hmm. But a lot happened with them, really. Yeah, a lot did happen. They. 
uh, Pastor Tudor tells them to sort of do like a Freaky Friday moment and switch places. But with... we didn't know that they were going to counseling, did we? We didn't until the, until now. Right. And um, because last week's episode ended with them kind of having a good moment of, of them sort of being back together and realizing like Sharon having her empowerment moment of I'm going to lose some weight yeah. and Zach saying I'm going to be more committed and mm-hmm. stop thinking about Amanda. Um, so counseling makes sense. Uh, some couples yeah. need that, you know, but. So they're doing this Freaky Friday moment and switching Zach's <laughs> staying at home and yeah. doing all the work there. And Which I'm, I think is great. Yeah. I, I do think too. I mean, I think if you're in that position, because it, it is very easy for both sides to lose respect for what the other does exactly. in a relationship and yeah. in a home. You know, once you have kids, it's, I mean, I can only imagine what that relationship goes through during those times of transition and lots of new things. And obviously they've had some problems. So yeah. I think it was a good point for them to do that. Exactly. Um, I think everybody was a little confused at what the message was supposed to be for them, mm-hmm. which in general, it should just be that. You love each other and you have a happy marriage, but yeah. but what was the what was the underlying you know thing that they were supposed to realize? I mean, obviously mutual respect and yeah. whatever, but she didn't she didn't like the. Uh, I'm just supposed to say thank you for the things that you do around here, darling. I've yeah. learned my lesson. She's like, ah, uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Sharon felt like it was Zach sort of just appreciating the role as opposed to mm-hmm. appreciating her yes. as a wife more of just it could have been any woman cooking and cleaning could have been and, the maid yeah <laughs> it could or and i think in her head it's amanda that it could be amanda that he's still thinking of mm. um and so at the very end when they when they're at the party i feel like sh- they sort of hinted at sharon really 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 flirting with pastor tudor and trying to kind of <laughs> Maybe that's going to be her way of getting back, as she Maybe. feels like she needs to kiss the pastor or something. Well, like she that. loved um, she loved being at the church. Yeah, she did. How did she end up putting? She did put that shelf together. I was I was really expecting the the last shot of the shelf to like fall or something. Yeah, me too. When they zoom in, <laughs> that it would come down because it's like typical, right? When you yeah. like a woman's like, yeah, I built something, and then like they walk away, and then it all falls, falls apart. but she doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was so expecting that. Me too. But uh, love. Loved the scene with the pastor and Sharon where she, oh, let me sharpen your pencils yeah. really loudly and like knock things over. And he's like, I want to leave you to your labors, dear. Exactly. I thought at that point, that moment, she was mm-hmm. going to like call in a maid or something and say, get over here and help me build this shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she would have just sat there and she built it or something. But she did it. But she did it. She Baby did girl it. did it. Do you? So do you think she learned more in the challenge than he did? I... I will say I think it's sort of the same thing as she didn't really appreciate because she didn't put herself in Zach's shoes no. in terms of his business. All she did was make something. I thought what would have been great for Sharon was because all she ever does is cook. Why not like be hired as a cook somewhere when she didn't get a job or start her own little like makeshift bakery right. sort of thing? I thought that was going to be it and she was going to really catch on to something and continue to do that for herself. Or like make something and sell it. Like I think for exactly. him, he's a car salesman. So it's like yeah. the, the art of selling something. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see her figure out how to sell exactly. herself or, yeah. you know, not herself, but right. the art of selling yourself basically, yeah. whatever yeah. you're selling. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, I thought her side of the deal was a little bit like... Like what? What did that have to do with anything yeah, other than like you? You ne- sort of like went to work, I guess. Yeah. But what was that? You went yeah. to church and like hit on the pastor, <laughs> the priest. Yeah, I call him a pastor because I don't know. Do they call him a priest? They call him Pastor Tudor. Pastor Tudor. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, because we always call our pastors pastors. 
And I thought like priest is more like Catholic or um, a little more institutionalized mm, I do that term, I think. Lovely. Lovely. Well, it's Father, Pastor Tudor. Father Tudor. Pastor Tudor. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think that they're going to have an interesting uh, relationship in the future. I mean... Mm-hmm. Tumultuous. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, he... What did you think about the end when she came as... Like, what was... What does that say about her? I think that it said that she's already shut off and is becoming her own independent woman. That she is not going to try and put effort in for him anymore like she clearly was before. That she's trying to become her own woman, which is just... All it can do is destruct her marriage, yeah. you know? Well, I, I do... I kind of give her some, some high five for that because like, he was very rude about the pizza thing. And, like, yeah, that was rude. Why wouldn't he... Get, the whole point was like... You're supposed to cook for her because mm-hmm. she cooks for you. Right. So, like, both of them, I don't think, really got it. But she definitely got more out of it yeah. by just coming as Mary Mary Kay mm-hmm. or Avon. She was Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Mary Kay, right. Um, and the, I love the, the – my mom went, got an Escalade, the, <laughs> yeah. the pastor. I was like, oh, they're going to have a lot to talk about now. Oh, goody. Exactly. She was turned on instantly by that, you know. Oh, my goodness. I love. I I'm just so excited to see like what happens. It's almost like it, as soon as the episode ends, I feel like I'm yeah. left like no, I want, more. I want more, which is a good sign, right? Exactly, and that we're that we are able to sit here and gab and gab and gab about yeah. all these different characters um, says a lot to the writers and that they've created something that is worthy of talk. So yeah, well, I like the mother daughter relationship between Gigi and Amanda still, and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of an ever changing thing. Yeah. It's like an animal. It's like constantly growing and changing. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see that. But we're going to go to commercial real quick, guys. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something exciting coming up for one of our cast members and what we predict to happen on the future episodes of GCB. Be right back. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you. A lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Welcome back. So we have a little news and gossip for you guys out there in the GCB Kristen Chenoweth fan base. That's right. It's just a shorty but a goodie that we got yeah. for Kristen Chenoweth. I think she's got an amazing voice. She's a big Broadway star, and now she's starting her own tour. She's really gotten into country music. Uh, it's kicking off in Seattle, and she's just going to be going all around the country blaring that voice of hers. wonder if she's going to sing Jesus Take the Wheel again. 
You know what? I hope she does. <laughs> I just I love listening her listening to her sing anything. She's just uh, uh I think she's a legend, a star. She's wonderful. Yeah. I, I think this is definitely her springboard into TV. Yeah. But I'm glad that she's sticking with her roots in, in singing and what she really loves and what she's passionate about because she's good at it. Yeah. So you guys check it out. Kristen Chenoweth's tour starting Get in your Seattle. Tickets. And now we have some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. That's so Raven. So amazing. So Raven. So, um, we have a lot of, like, ifs now. We're kind of left with Bitsy dying, and we don't really know her. Where'd she come from? What's she doing? Yeah. Who is she? Um, we're going to see definitely Gigi and Uncle Burl. Yeah. Something, something's going to happen there. romance. You do? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I predict also a little bit of elderly physicality. I Uh-oh. think Gigi's a little raunchy. Yeah. And I think that they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna it. get it on. Yeah. Yeah. Old school style. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Hip uh, replacement style. I think Sharon might be getting it on Christian style. Yeah. I think she's gonna go after Pastor Tudor with a vengeance to get back at. I like that his attack. last name is Tudor. It's very yeah, English. I know. Yeah. Like the Tudors. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I also think that I know we talked about this earlier like Carlene and Heather like what's going to happen there you said you think Carlene might try to sabotage the sale of the property yes I think she's really going to I think she's going to try to finagle her way in there maybe the relationship something she's going to definitely somehow mess up Heather's life she's already mad at her that she's becoming friends with Amanda and and now she's thinking she's getting a little bit too much with this rich billionaire guy and she took this property from her there's going to be some drama going on so maybe Heather will be the target of some of this drama for sure oh my goodness we might have a change of focus next week well i'm excited i think next week's episode is going to be really cool i think i think there's gonna be a lot to talk about because all this has kind of been left unanswered what are we gonna do definitely the dust we gotta find out why we gotta find out why and i want to see like how they react like it was like (gasps) oh But then it went away. Yeah. You're like, no, I want to see everybody freak out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Gigi be happy. That's what yeah. I'm excited about. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in with us. Thank you, y'all. Tweet us at AfterBuzz TV. Tune into AfterBuzzTV.com. Vote for Maria Menounos tonight on Dancing That's with the Stars. Right. We are team. We are team enough. Team enough. Team enough. We have not had enough. We need more enough. We need more enough. Yeah. Uh, tweet me at Candon Bliss. Tweet me at Jason Gallagher L A. And tune in next week. So we can dish about some GCB stuff. That's right. Bye, y'all. Good night, y'all. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. After Buzz TV.